See, madness, as you know, is like gravity. All it takes is a little push. <laughs> They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They Hello everybody, welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I will be your host today, Eric Trimbicki, X2Fly. Hosting this shindig with me to the left would be good friend of the show, Mr. Antonio Bush. How you doing today, buddy? I'm doing good, how are you? Pretty good. Thanks for coming along and uh, joining the party with me today for another episode of Unsanctioned. So, um, I'm going to start Unsanctioned off. We're going to get to know you. And uh, our first question always is, um, what made you fall in love with pro wrestling? Um, for what I can remember, uh, my mom and dad used to always watch it when I was little. And um, I just got hooked on it. Got hooked? Yeah. Your parents still follow it to this day? Um, not as much as they did. Um, my dad's no longer living, so obviously he's not watching anymore. Sorry for the loss. No, nah, it's okay. Appreciate that. And my mom, she kind of not watching anymore because uh, the whole attitude era is done. Yeah. So she was more so of the uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin and a little bit of the 80s with Ultimate Warrior. And uh, mid, the mid-90s with Goldberg and stuff like that. But other than that, she don't really follow it as much as she did. So in her heyday, she followed a little bit of everything. She was watching both WCW and WWF. Yeah, pretty much. Were you doing the same? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But obviously, I had my own different direction as far as uh, wrestlers that I actually followed as opposed to who she was following. So So. her specifically, WCW, she's following Goldberg. And then she's following uh, Stone Cold. Stone Cold and Ultimate Warrior over in uh, WWE. There you go. Yeah. So, you know, with you following different wrestlers than your mother, um, that's going to give us to uh, our second question and uh, a big topic, the um, your personal Mount Rushmore for wrestling. Now, Mount Rushmore, a lot of people don't really know which way they want to go with this. Mm. Some people like to answer this with um, your four all-time favorite. Some like to look at this as the four people that they think are the most important to the wrestling mm. business. You can kind of, if you want, give us two different top fours. If you want to kind of just solidify it, maybe you even have a, a third spin on it. Okay. Well, as of last night, uh, watching a 30 for 30, I would definitely say Nature Boy Ric Flair would definitely be one of my four that I would consider as my Mount Rushmore. Um, the 30 for 30 was awesome. Yeah, it definitely was. Uh, you didn't it, tear up, did you? Oh, nah, nah, no. nah. I want to judge. No, 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 I didn't tear up at all. I didn't tear up at all. If anything, it made me look at Flair in a different attribute. So, um, more so that he was the whole, uh, everything that he said, he actually lived it. So Real life um, gimmick. Yeah, pretty much. So, I definitely respect that. Um, he's definitely my first one. My second one would no, definitely. Uh, to cut you off real quick, to kind of back up. Now, you're a few years older than myself. You're going to be closer to, to Ron, our uh, normal host for uh, Mad Madness, in age. So when did you really start following Ric Flair? Did you follow him in his heyday? Is it something that, you know, you, you learn to appreciate kind I, of after I, his career? I vicariously followed you. Okay. It was more so I knew all about him, but he wasn't really 
he wasn't really my top favorites back during the time that I first watched it. Got As I gotten older and start to understand the business a lot more and understand his gimmick a lot more, yeah. I actually started to really draw close to him as far as him being one of my favorites now. Yeah. And similar for me, I mean, anything that, you know, I've learned to appreciate of Ric Flair has always mm-hmm. kind of been after the fact. You know, due to my age, it was one of those things. Mm-hmm. The His great promos with the NWA in the earlier years in WCW, mm-hmm. that was either not born or just a few years old. Um, so, I mean, it is something great that, you know, with the 30 for 30 special, with the WWE Network for an inexpensive nine ninety nine plus tax, mm-hmm. you get to experience all the highlights of his career. Definitely. So who's uh, who's next for the Mount Rushmore? It would definitely be, God rest his soul, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. Savage, all right. That's a, that's a popular pick on here. Now, um, did you follow him a good bit? I definitely did. Okay. During the time that he first got into business... To the time that he introduced the world who Miss Elizabeth was, um, all throughout WWE, the 80s and all that, um, WCW days. I mainly liked him a lot more when he, uh, when I believe when he first won his the Intercontinental belt. Yeah. During that time. And even when he turned face and won that tournament back in WrestleMania 4, um, to become the the uh, new WWE championship champion that day that night, um, I definitely like him. Obviously over Hogan, so um, I kind of wish he was still alive. Even though know, he 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 uh, he's not no longer here, but he would definitely be one of my all time favorites. So when he when he passed away, were you still following wrestling? Did that come as a surprise? No, no, no I was still following wrestling. Yeah. It was just that it came as a surprise that um, the incident that caused him to die. Yeah. And it kind of surprised me. I was like, Dad, like, all the good good ones are passing away and yeah. all the ones that I don't really care for are still here. Exactly. So, I can understand that. Yeah. I, I remember um, Flair passing away was a few years, probably about two years before I got back into wrestling. And um, I remember when that happened, it was, like, such a surprise because it was something like, you know, obviously that's – an iconic figure, mm-hmm. and he's one of those. When you think of like his time period, yeah, I think something. His character was so good, and yeah. people talk about his elbow drop, but you know he didn't. He didn't necessarily have the best hand to work with a lot of great in ring performers. I mean, if you look back, um, you know Ron on the show will praise his uh, WrestleMania three match for the Intercontinental Title yeah, with Steamboat yeah. all the time. And I mean, he could go for for that era mm-hmm. where they don't really talk about ring work. Mm-hmm. You know, he was a gem in that era mm-hmm. of actually being able to go mm-hmm. in the ring. Mm-hmm. He can go for hours. Yeah, he'll get his ass kicked, but he'll carry he'll carry the match pretty damn well. He definitely would carry a match. Yeah. So, following Savage, who do you got for uh, your third pick? Oh man, I would definitely say. Mm. Bret Hart. Bret Hart. Okay. So he really is the best there ever will be. It wasn't that, a lie. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't to me. It wasn't a lie. <laughs> nah, he, he he definitely earned that uh, earned that name for himself. So um, I started liking him. I can take it all the way back to the Hart Foundation days with him, Jim Nanville, Night Hart is the muscle. The original. The original. The original exactly. Hart Foundation. Exactly. Okay. The tag team. 
with Jimmy Hart is the manager, even when they broke away and he became, he's always been excellent at execution and all that. But um, when he became a singles competitor, it really made him, made me like him more because of his in-ring ability. He's a true, true technician. And um, he just, he just grew on me. And he was, you know, he definitely had the ability to do Mm. it. I mean, you couldn't necessarily watch that guy in the ring. Exactly. No matter what age you were and Mm. say, this guy isn't entertaining. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was the first to kind of lead in that era of being Mm. necessarily a smaller than a heavyweight guy and being able to respectfully challenge for that. Yeah. You know, it's funny when when you mentioned, you know, Savage, you know, I recall, you know, I'm the youngest of three, Mm. so I always had um, one of my older brothers, they Mm. liked Savage, the other liked Hogan. Yeah. And then the same brother that liked uh, Hogan <laughs> liked Hart, and my yeah. brother that liked Savage yeah. liked Sean. Yeah. So it was one of those things. I was kind of always in the middle. Oh, yeah. Which brother did I side with? Which yeah. brother did I side with? But Bret Hart, you know, I feel like he he's someone that I haven't heard enough or in unsanctioned episodes um, get put up in the Rushmore. I know he's not in my personal, but I, I have a lot of respect for mm-hmm. everything he's done for the business. Mm-hmm. Um, he obviously still follows it. He mm-hmm. obviously still leads the business. Mm-hmm. You know, it seems like if it's not necessarily how he thought of it in the 80s and when he was growing up and in the mm-hmm. 90s to now what he's, you know, he he's, gets a bad rep for complaining a lot. But yeah. at the same time, I mean, rightfully so, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, as you just mentioned, he might, he has been coming off from what I was reading as being a complainer and I and not actually getting what he wants when he wants it, but at the same time, it doesn't deny the fact that he's, to me, was one of the greatest of all time. Yeah, you know, he's definitely arguably up there, and, yeah. you know, it, it is someone that I feel like is almost overlooked for a rush more mm-hmm. often. Mm-hmm. And speaking of the rush more, there's a final spot. HBK. <laughs> Shawn Michaels. I, um, I can't complain with that because you saved the best for last. He definitely, I can honestly say, despite the grief and turmoil he caused during the mid-90s with Vince McMahon and the WWE officials and whatnot, you you can't deny that he was like like who we say he is, a showstopper. Um, I followed him from the, the rocker days to him breaking off, turning heel, and being managed by Sherry, and and then when he broke off with her, just doing his own thing. Like I, I always like Michael, either heel or heel or face. He always stayed the same character. He stayed, he, he stayed he's, consistent. He's one of the few that could actually be amazing in either one. I mean, we talk about yeah. we talked about Ric Flair at the peak of, um, you know, your Rushmore, and he was someone that. He was amazing as a mm-hmm. heel. And it's like when he comes back and, you know, in his mm-hmm. old age now, obviously you want him to be a face and not necessarily as, as a heel mm-hmm. in his daughter's corner. He yeah. because you love him. You exactly. can't you can't hate him. Exactly. Sean really could get people to hate him exactly. and he did it well. And then when you loved him, you really love that exactly. guy. Um, you know, I mentioned when it came to my brothers, you know, both liking, you know, uh, one liking Bret Hart, one liking Sean. Yeah. That was the easy one for me. Mm-hmm. I, I had to side with Sean. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The, the character, yeah. <laughs> you know, he, he was someone like, you wanted to be him. Exactly. I, I know as a little kid, I'm watching him and, you know, um, it, he's, 
you know, spitting in the face of authority, dancing in the face yeah, of authority. Yeah, yeah, um, and then when he acts, when he goes out there and he backs it up, he goes out there and he puts on a five star classic. Mm. He's not necessarily the smallest person in the room, but when he was the world champion, he was going up there against giants, giants exactly. and he was chopping them down. Exactly, left and right. So definitely, he he gets my utmost respect as far as. Um, being a part of one of my four Rushmores, definitely. Had to really think about whether I wanted to put him on there or not, but definitely he, he deserves a spot on there. See, he was the hard one to... to oh, to no, 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 no. No, it wasn't going to be... It wasn't really hard. I knew he he was going to be on my list regardless. It was, like, pretty much a toss-up to where I was... To what... Um, spot. Spot to put him in, okay. pretty much. So you would say kind of this is the order in first, second, third, fourth? Definitely Flair. Definitely. With all due respect, Flair... Um. So yeah, yeah. Just keep them from from save the best for last, and number one's always gonna be number one, and always save the best for last. So, flare top, shown in bottom, and then savage and heart in between. I don't think anyone can complain with that. Nah. It's a solid Rushmore. Yeah. I feel like um, Shawn Michaels has definitely been one of the ones for the mm. Rushmore. Yeah. If he wasn't necessarily up there as number one, he's kind of always in the discussion. Um, now, speaking of discussion, I mean, you know, we're talking about the your four favorite of all time or your four, who your, your opinion of the four greatest of all mm. time. I know you still follow the product today. Mm-hmm. You know, a little background for our listeners. Um, All right. <laughs> I actually was uh, going to go see um, the It movie a few weeks ago with my wife, and mm-hmm. I bumped into Antonio, and uh, he came up to me and two-sweeted me. I casually forgot I was wearing a Bullet Club t-shirt, and it's kind of where this uh, relationship kind of stemmed from. So obviously I know you follow the active product. So you don't got to limit it necessarily to, to four but who do you enjoy watching or in active wrestling currently? And you don't have to limit it to WWE. You could, you know, you can NXT, whatever. Um, definitely right now, I can honestly say the the few guys that left TNA to go to WWE, obviously, would definitely be um, Samoa Joe and AJ Styles. Is definitely my favorites right now, with a, without a question. And if anything, I think they're a lot better now than they've than they've been in a long time. So, I, you know, I put myself down all the time, or you know, I've randomly gone through and searched stuff on YouTube. And I remember when I got back into the product six, seven years ago, and started trying to find out what was going on in the world of pro wrestling while mm-hmm. I wasn't watching. I caught a little bit of the TNA stuff. Did you follow that when in their peak or when that company did have a hot point? I did, but it wasn't as consistent as opposed to WWE. I mean, TNA, it was almost like they were the a spinoff version of WCW, meaning like yeah. all the WWE guys or all the or or all the old school WCW guys will go to that to that brand or yeah. to that. Uh, to I that, feel like a lot of people make that comparison to that uh, organization. If they can't probably go over in WWE, okay, I'm gonna go to a different organization to see if I can be that top guy. So when Joe and AJ had their strides with TNA's world title, were you following any of that? Joe, not necessarily. AJ, yes. Okay. But again, that goes back to me saying I wasn't really following TNA as much as WWE, but I was still well aware of exactly. 
exactly. who was who over there. Yeah. So I was kind of <clears> late <throat> on it where I knew, I heard of him, and I watched some of his matches, but I wasn't necessarily hooked. And then when he mm-hmm. went overseas, I started watching a little bit of match here and there. Mm-hmm. But it would be like, this match happens in February, I'm watching it in May. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't necessarily, it wasn't like, it happened on Friday, and I'm watching it Monday. I was always a couple months behind on it. Yeah. So... I was one of those people when after he debuted at the Rumble, I wasn't going to be the guy there crying saying, "Oh, I've been waiting for this moment forever." Like <laughs> yeah. I heard of him, and that yeah. that moment was huge. It was something yeah. you know you were you know waiting for and excited for. It was definitely unexpected. Yeah, I mean that was definitely uh, one of the highlights of last year. Mm-hmm. Aside from AJ and Joe, you got anyone else oh, from? Uh, oh yeah, um, definitely Vin Balor. Definitely Vin Balor. He is definitely the future of the business. Without a question, exciting. The Demon King gimmick is definitely one of my favorites. Has become one of my favorites. Um, who else? Definitely one of my all-time favorites. Even though he's an Aries, just like me, Randy Orton, the Viper. I, <laughs> <laughs> he honestly, from the time he got came to the WWE up until now, he's definitely has evolved and reinvented himself as becoming. One of the top guys, so definitely the definitely the Viper. Um, so if I see you at the movie theaters again, I wouldn't be surprised if you hit someone with an RKO out of nowhere. Or I might punch somebody. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'd be even cooler. Yeah. Um, who else? Uh, believe it or not, it might be kind of. I can. I don't know how. How should I can put this? I'm gonna say it. And I know a couple of viewers or listeners may not agree with me, but I, I like Elias. Samson. Okay. Did you like him when he got called up, or did you like him in NXT? I, I didn't really follow him in NXT. Okay. All like that. I knew he was over there. I yeah. didn't really follow him. But it seemed like WWE's been really giving him a, a major push. They're definitely getting behind him. Yeah, like, I, I like his gimmick. I really do. I like it, too. He's entertaining, and I feel like they... Um I love what they're doing, you know, not necessarily like the Jeff Jarrett gimmick with the with the between, guitar. Between him and the Honky Tonk Man, kind but, of. But I, I like his because it's, it's in a different where it's, at least it's not country. It's not it, country. I mean, it's, I guess someone could say it is in a way, but it is that, it's a drifter type music. You know? Exactly. So, uh, I, I really enjoy it. And you know, speaking of Honky Tonk Man, when he had that that uh, segment a yeah, couple weeks ago yeah, with Anderson and Gallows, yeah. I popped. Yeah. I, I sang the Honky Tonk Man yeah, uh, song yeah. in, in front of my son, and he's like, how do you know the words? Yeah. Isn't this live? Yeah. Um, but he, he definitely is good. Is there anything you're kind of hoping they do with him? He deserves a uh, he deserves a championship belt. Definitely the Intercontinental. Like I, I don't see I don't him. see him getting the WWE belt at all. He's not that type of guy. Between the IC belt or if he gets drafted over to SmackDown the US title, US definitely okay. I can see him doing that. Um, who else I like? Uh, Bobby Roode. So when you were mentioning earlier, you know, guys coming over from TNA, I was wondering if you were going to start with him. Yeah. Um, I didn't really like, I liked him when he was with Beer Money, but I didn't know he was going to come out as a breakout star until he cut his hair and start the whole glorious gimmick over in WWE because mm-hmm. to me he comes off as being the modern day Ric Flair so speaking of with the glorious gimmick 
currently, since he's been called up to the to, to the, SmackDown, to, to the, yeah. he's been portrayed as a babyface. Do you have an issue with that? No, I don't. I don't have an issue with it because kind of blame it to the fans because of this whole theme music. Theme, theme music's fire. How can people get Yeah, like, he has the hottest theme music in, in, in the wrestling business right now. They sing along with it. Over Shinsuke's? <laughs> yeah, I like it over Shinsuke's. I do. I, I, I to a skim of my teeth, I do. My, my kids, the yeah. three favorite songs are Shinsuke, Rude, and AJ Styles. I have to play them in the car. Oh. Almost on repeat. And take notice that all three of them are from different, uh, from different uh, organizations. Exactly. <laughs> oh, oh no! I think I already, I already did mention Samoa Joe. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I already did mention Joe. Other- but Joe, I mean, I, I again with not following yeah, any of those yeah. guys from TNA, I mean, he's he's been almost like the biggest treat from it. Like he's he's a great monster. Yeah, he. And I'm so happy they've all. Yeah, I am too. Him and AJ. The thing is with Joe, he ain't the best on the mic, but he's going to the mic. He he he's 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 a he's a big guy, but he moves fast like a high flyer. Yeah, and he's always been that way. And, and the good thing, so, at least I, you know, everything you say or he says is believable. Like, yeah. if he comes out there and says he's gonna choke someone out, okay, he's probably gonna do it. Yeah, he's definitely one of the ones that backs up every word that he says. And going from the Simone machine to the destroyer. It's definitely, I don't see no difference. It seems like he's more dangerous now than he's ever been. So, um... I can't argue with that. Yeah, so, I, as of right now, I don't... I don't the, all the guys I just mentioned to you that is currently my favorite, that's where it stands right now. I yeah. like that. It's a solid list, solid foundation there. So, um, you know, speaking with all that and, you know, current guys, um, I know something we were talking about beforehand, uh, before we started recording, was... The Shield currently got back together. Mm-hmm. And I noticed none of them were on your current favorites. Were you a fan of them when they originally got together? Yes. I didn't like them right away because I wanted to see what the whole, just their whole purpose was. And um, their first run as a heel was great. They just took everybody out by storm and didn't care who you were, whether you were a face or a heel. Um, and obviously when he turned face and when, um, Seth Rollins turned against his brothers, um, it was kind of like, day. like I didn't think that cause the, the, the right, iconic moment, one yeah, of the few times yeah, WWE can actually surprise yeah, fans. Exactly. So they've been said that they're argu- arguably the best faction one of the best in WWE history or wrestling history not WWE wrestling history which I can honestly agree with because there ain't too many people that's going to take out The Rock ain't going to be too many people that's going to take out The Undertaker exactly I mean that's two iconic names yeah so right then and there what does that tell you how many how many people are they going to put together in WWE allow them to take out those people you figure the Undertaker basically took out the whole a four yeah. four man faction of the Wyatt family. Exactly, exactly. Um, they I always like the Shield, but them bringing them back on the strength of Roman trying to uh, boost up Roman Reigns' popularity, I don't like that. See, I mean, I agree. It feels like um, it's it's smart 
for them, and I, I almost hate giving WWE credit, but it's one of those things. Roman Reigns comes out, and if he's running down The Miz, everyone's booing him. The second he calls out Ambrose and Rollins, yeah. the pop is insane. He comes out later through the crowd. The pop's insane. It's actually smart if you're going to – if they're looking uh, to the greater picture, which – Vince has been rarely doing over the past couple of years, but if they're thinking in five months at Mania, we're going to have Roman beat Brock. We're going to have him beat him clean. He's going to win the title. A good way to start trying to get people behind him is get the show back together. True. I think with this day and age with the WWE fans, or at least in our era, they could look through you and see if you got the potential or not. With Roman, it seemed like he tries too hard instead of fully being himself. Maybe he is being himself, and the fans may not may just naturally not like him. But with Dean and and Seth, they I guess they can give a damn what how the fans think. They still they still going to do what they want to do, and regardless of how you view them. With Roman, it seemed like he wants to have, be accepted. I understand that. Not taking nothing away from his in-ring ability because he can wrestle, but it's just that he definitely needs, and it's obviously enough since you are a wrestling uh, fan like I am, he definitely needs some promo training. Yeah, promos, I mean, it's... It, because as a wrestler, you really need fans. It's to me, what I've gathered and learned throughout the years, you have to be charismatic. If you know how to work the mic, nine times out of ten, ten the fans won't like you. I don't care if you're popular or not. They're going to love you. What do you think about the theory that less is more? I mean, if you look at the Raw after Mania, he was out there for, and I'm probably exaggerating when I say the time, he came out for about 15 minutes and said nothing, maybe maybe a sentence. He and said, that, that yeah. might have been his best promo. Yeah, less is more. Sometimes you don't need to say nothing, depending on who you are as a wrestler. Sometimes you don't need to say nothing. Probably a good example, Jake the Snake Roberts. He barely said anything. Came out there, DDT, snake. Yeah, and, and then exactly put the snake on you, and then that's it. If you really go out on the mic, you should take full advantage of it. Every chance you get, especially if you're entertaining. If you know you're not good on the mic, let, let your in-ring ability do all the talking. You don't need to say nothing. The fans want to get behind you regardless because of what you do instead of what you're lacking. Can't, can't argue with that. I mean, speaking of arguing, I mean, there's, uh, there's always kind of a, a disagreement among uh, a bunch of us on our weekly podcast um, panel. So um, my, my best friend Aaron always likes to point out how much he hates Bobby Roode as a face. That's why I kind of had to throw it out there earlier and yeah, say, hey, you yeah. know, what, what's your thought? You don't hate it. So that was just kind of a, you know, a nice little win for me. Aside from that, you know, we talked about your opinion on The Shield. Do you have a least favorite of the three? I think we already mentioned it. It's gonna be Reigns. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, if you, if you, if you, I, I say in a scale of one to ten, it goes. Well, quite honestly, it goes. I won't put Reigns as the last one. I'll say it goes Seth Reigns then Dean. So Dean, it could be arguably there for you. Yeah. Okay. So Seth, Seth will be my top guy as being the the one that I'll pick. Excuse me, I'll be out there too. No, you're good. I definitely, and I feel like that's the main consensus. I, um, 
I think a lot of us like to point out on the show that it's been overlooked that when The Shield first debuted, Dean was pushed or portrayed as he was going to be the focal point. Also, when they all when all three of them won titles in the same night, he was the one that got a singles run. It, you know, the way WWE booked mm-hmm. it is that Dean was going to be the focal point, and then or you also thought because of the foreshadowing that you were like, okay, when this group breaks up, it's going to be because of Dean. Um, I was an avid fan of him, not only in the Shield. Yeah. I liked what they were doing. I liked the way that they initially pushed him. Mm-hmm. I um, I liked what he did after. He obviously got dealt the worst hand. Yeah. He was the one that lost pointless feuds with yeah. Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Um, that really burned me out. But yeah. <laughs> I, I had I was probably the biggest pop of anyone that watched uh, yeah. Money in the Bank in 2016 at home. I I lost it. I was so happy when he cashed in. Um, but I've been ridiculed ever since, you know, his, his mania match with Brock, and then he was just kind of, you know, lost in the to, shuffle for to, a little to bit. To me, which was a a horrible buildup. To me, it was. I don't know about anybody else, but... Uh, what that, was that worse, the buildup or the match? I think... Uh, the match could have been better. The, the buildup got me interested True. in it. The match could have been better to me. It, it was a for it being on WrestleMania. It could have been a hell of a lot better. Cause come on, it's WrestleMania. You are supposed to put on a show. Arguably Brock's yeah. worst match since being back. I think almost he. I think he's had like a two minute match with Big Show. I think that might have been more entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was I want to say? Uh, I. I knew Roman Big Push is going to be the next top guy. It is, if you can recall, four Survivor Series ago, 2013, if you can remember. Okay. Roman Reigns was the was the last the sole, sole survivor. survivor. He took out uh, Rey Mysterio. I knew from that point, and going into Royal Rumble 2014. When he got thrown out, when he threw out twelve people and him broke Batiste, the record and maybe his first rumble match. Yes, and he, him, and Batista was last two. I knew from that moment. Okay, Vince is going to try to make him the next top guy. I just had that gut feeling from Survivor Series up until that time. I just knew it's like, yep, he's the next one. Yeah, there's no doubt in my Which mind. Makes sense. And you know, when we we talk about that being the greatest faction. I mean, there's always. The argument which a lot of people got to get behind, I mean, there's the stats. Um, it's the only group of three where all three members have won the a WWE world title, mm-hmm. which is definitely huge. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we just get, got into discussing a few different matches, whether it be uh, Survivor Series from 2014, <coughs> Rumble matches, mm-hmm. Brock versus Lesnar, and brings me to um, the fourth and final question for the unsanctioned episode. What would you consider the greatest of all time and sports entertainment matches or your favorite wrestling match of all time. And you don't have to necessarily limit it to one, you know, maybe the first that comes to your mind, top, whatever. I also got, I think the best, the best match I've seen in a long time would happen, would happen, would definitely be, I believe it was WrestleMania 25, Shawn Michaels taking on Undertaker was probably by far the best match I've seen in a long time. And not just because it was at WrestleMania, it was because they both, Sold the show. Like, honestly, let's be serious. Everybody had a feeling like, okay, Michaels was going to be the one in Undertaker's uh, street. I thought he was. Mm-hmm. Hell, I lost money on that match. <laughs> I, I bet I bet money on Michaels. He let me down. You don't let me ask how much. Yeah. 
about $50. I lost $50 on the cell match, Triple H versus Taker. And, and guess who was referee? <laughs> the greatest of all time. Yeah, yeah. The main event, the yeah, icon. Yeah, yeah. But definitely that would be one of my favorite matches I've seen in a long time. Another one would be No Mer- no, not No Mercy, No Way Out 2006. Yeah, Undertaker versus Kurt Angle was definitely a good ass match. That's one I know yeah, uh That was a good ass match. You know, aside from our listeners, you know, again, um 25 I I've watched that since this happened, you know, there was the from like the WrestleMania 2000, um, not 2000, WrestleMania 20 era yeah. to roughly WrestleMania 27, that whole gap in between, I didn't yeah. watch faithfully. So, um, No Way Out of Six, Taker versus Angle, that's something I I don't know if I've ever watched. That's something I'm definitely going to have to go he, back and do some homework you on. You definitely won't be disappointed, that's for sure. And the match that. Was just, there any stipulations over it, or was it just a. It was a regular, it was. Um, take, Taker was the challenger for the. the uh, Angle was the world champion okay. at the time. When they had the old WCW boat. Yeah. Um, good match. Angle won clean. And it was it was it was well respected on both ends. Clean finish? It was yeah. Angle didn't cheat at all. Huh? That's awesome. Yeah, that's something he, I'm definitely gonna have to get yeah, back he, to. Yeah, He definitely did not cheat at all. That's another reason why I'm encouraging you to watch it because it's not like, oh yeah, somebody interfered or okay. a distraction or whatnot, but um Another one would be Vin Balor against AJ Styles that just happened. Was I can respect that. It was a last-minute booking, but it definitely... People knew that match was going to be the the, 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 the star front of that whole pay-per-view. It, it literally could have went both ways. Do you have any complaint that there was no story, there was no build-up, nothing? Because you know why? Because they don't... They're, for one, they're not no stranger to each other. And the fact that they both have a hell of a lot of chemistry in the ring. Ben so, Balor's obviously younger than AJ, but you cannot tell just because of the way they wrestle. I, I couldn't argue at all with that. I mean, I made the argument because uh, a few of my co-parts for our panel, yeah. um, when we discussed the pay-per-view and reviewed it, um, there was some disappointment about the no build-up. I mean, we all watched the match together. We all enjoyed it. Mm. I watched the match twice. <laughs> it's definitely uh, and I, I, you know, I definitely need to hear your opinion for this. I already want to argue. You know, some people are saying you know it should be up there in discussion for the match of the year. I'm already going to go so far as to say it was the match of the year. Do you... I'm not going to say it just yet because obviously we have uh, I have a few more months. A month. Ooh, we got a month and a half until twenty eighteen. Yeah, to remember AJ's taking on Lesnar this Sunday in on Survivor Series. From what we've seen thus far from the year, it's at least in contention for you. I'm guessing. <laughs> Oh, it's, it's, it's up there. It's without a question, it's up there. Ain't no doubt in my mind. As of right now, it's up there. It's up, as of right now, it's definitely up there. I'm not going to take that down for nothing. It's definitely up there. Okay. Um, I don't know if you've seen this match also, which is one of my favorites. It was the Gold Rush Tournament back in 2005. Shawn Michaels taking on Shelton Benjamin. Is that the one I've seen yeah, the spot from it? That's the one yeah, where uh, yeah, he, mean, yep, yeah, yep. from the top rope. He, great, he, he jumped. Hit. He jumped. Benjamin literally jumped from one end to all the way to the next, and Michael caught him with the sweet chin music. And by, that was by far a one hell of a match. Even though it was a tournament, as probably I would say back in that during that time, probably match of the year. Honestly, okay. God, like it could have went, went both ways. It literally could have went both ways. 
Are you happy showing Benjamin's back? Yeah, but I have a good I have a good feeling that that tag team is not going to last. No. Do you think he, there's any any strong suit he gets a good singles run? I think he got one more left in him. I think he does got one more left in him. Let him at least let him get the the main strap as the yeah. WWE title. Yeah, that's so, all he's missing to be a great like, slam. Win. I would I would definitely love this would love to see a match between him and AJ Styles. That would be one phenomenal match. It's probably something I'm sure people back uh, yeah. about like, seven eight years ago yeah. would be dying for. Hopefully yeah. we do get it. Yeah. So WWE has given us a lot of matches years late later than yeah. we should have got it. So why not give us this? I mean, they haven't been really. They've been putting on some good pay per views lately, so hopefully it continues. And I'm definitely looking forward to the uh, Survivor Series. That's for sure. Um, and of course, I'm pretty sure you are just now fi- finding out just as much as I just found out that Cena is the fifth member of uh, of Team SmackDown with uh, Shane McMahon as the. Uh, Any thoughts on that? I think, for some reason, I think Raw's going to pull off a win. As much as I don't want to admit it, but Raw's going to win. I have a good feeling Raw's going to win. Kurt Angle is not going to lose his job. He's not going to lose his job. And if SmackDown do win, Angle's still not going to lose his job. <laughs> you think Cena helps him? Cena just inducted Angle into the Hall of Fame. True. But I don't think... I think somebody on on SmackDown's team might turn heel. Because think about it, they're all faces. All of them. I don't know if you took notice of it. Even Rude, they're all faces. Well, yeah. then also you got the two biggest heels in to make the team. They could always call SmackDown the team. I was insane. True. Yeah, I forgot because they're, no they're not in it. And neither is Rusev. I've always thought since they didn't make the team, that would be the, the smart way to go. Yeah. I figured Rusev would have just got it by default since AJ didn't have his match with him. I was kind of surprised they went with the Cena route. I did too, but again, like you just got to say, WWE has a way of doing a little spinoff. Having you think one thing and then something else happens. Like I was reading, they were supposed to, excuse me, put... um. Eric Youngin. That's what I was I was reading about that. I was like, oh, that would be good, but maybe 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 not. Cena being in it is cool, but let's be honest, Cena is he has nothing else left to do. Yeah, he Cena done accomplish everything you can possibly name. The only thing, and you know, I'm pandering there yeah, with yeah. Uh, with with the dream of him turning. The only thing he has to do is turn. Which I, at this point in his career, I don't see happening, and uh, it's probably not going to happen. And people have in to realize, people have to realize, Cena was healed at one point when he was the Doctor of Thugonomics. He came in as a face. He beat who was it? He beat Angle. I think he did. He, he lost beat, to Angle, he, and then he beat Jericho. Yeah, he lost. Yeah, thank you. And he got the approval from the Undertaker, and then he got it. Then when he did turn heel, he was the Doctor of Thugonomics. He was a heel. And a lot of people do like to overlook yeah. that. People also like to yeah, say he yeah. never tapped, but Angle made him tap. Yeah, he did. he definitely did tap. He definitely did tap. I also was reading that um, there was rumor that Paige will be the fifth member for all women's uh, elimination. And if that happens, then <laughs> it's going to be quite interesting. But I think I think uh, Asuka might be the sole survivor. I've I've kind of 
pre-booked that weeks before she. Um, I knew she. I think even be before. So speaking of the women's division, there was recently. Um, so I mean, there's a speculation with Paige. Are you looking forward? Do you hope Paige comes back? It'll bring back that spark. Okay. She has that aura about her that is very interesting. So. Okay. So so if she comes back, it will definitely bring the women's division back to where it needs to be. I think it's bo- I think it's equal on both sides on Raw and SmackDown. I think you know definitely with quantity and then yeah. right now they also to an extent they have a uh, a women's championship storyline and then there's a secondary storyline for almost yeah. every um, for each show. Yeah. But one of the good secondary storylines they just had, they kind of just lost half of it. What do you think about the recent releases of Emma, Summer Rae, and Darren Young? Um, I want to say lack of personality. And between that, a lack of personality, and again, it goes back to whether you have the it factor or not. You're not being used properly. Then evidently it's almost it's like a, any other job. Yeah. If you're not if you're not in producing the amount of of uh, of what they're looking for, whether it's charisma, how you are in the ring, or mic skills, whatnot. If you don't if you don't have it at all, or don't have anything that'll just bring out that 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 umph, then you're going to get released. Well, I'm going to be very biased here. <laughs> yeah. So out of the three uh, releases. I was I was a little bothered by them releasing Emma. I was too. I thought if anything, I, she kind of had all of this. I was too. She definitely had a character. She had a good gimmick. They did just kind of gift her some terrible new music recently. They but did. aside from that, that was something. That's a loss to the company. They, yeah, and if you if you ask me, even though that she believe it or not surprised me in carrying that match with Oscar, she did not do bad at all. I was surprised, and I think pretty much. Everybody was surprised. Whoever seen the match, yeah. I was surprised. I enjoyed it. I yeah. wish they didn't redo the match. I mean, since she lost both matches, I obviously I wish they didn't let her go. But yeah. I wish you could have just had that strong, yeah. strong defeat, and then somebody else gets squashed by her the next night. I yeah, wish you didn't yeah. go out with two two losses. Yeah. But that, that was fucked up. I didn't, I didn't like that at all. I really didn't. Now Darren Young, evidently, without uh, the primetime players, he's nothing. Yeah, he's nothing. Titus O'Neil, on the other hand... Bob Backlund doesn't save him. He doesn't make him great again. Of course not. <laughs> of course not. Um, who's the other one? Summer Rae. Who's been MIA from WWE TV for well over a year. She just... They, to me, they should have kept her with Van Dango. Yeah. That's that's my personal opinion. I understand that. Because I don't like him with Bree Zango. I don't find him entertaining. Really? Maybe somebody no. else do. I, I don't. No. But again, everybody's has yeah, their own that, everybody watches it different. You know I mean, I, we, don't, I don't. I think we all almost uh, for a couple weeks when SmackDown was pushing gender heavy. Luckily, that's not a case anymore. I'm so glad. <laughs> I'm so glad. That but AJ won because who in their right mind, and for those who's listening, who who in their right mind really want to see Ginger Mahal take on Rock Lesnar? I. Yeah, that was something I didn't even want to speak on. Nah. For a while, SmackDown, the only thing I was tuning in for was the Fashion File segment. Mm-hmm. It's at least yeah, entertaining. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, we, we all need our little yeah, dose yeah, of silly here yeah, and there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, I am very intrigued to know what's going to happen. For I'm, I'm looking forward 
it intrigued for Survivor Series. It seemed like this year. I am as well. We're gonna have to get, we're gonna have to get together for that. Yeah, definitely. Get you on the mix. Definitely. Well, look. Well, you know, we've been through. You know, the f- four major questions we usually go on mm-hmm. uh, go through. We're an episode of unsanctioned. Yeah. Is there any other topics you'd like to cover? As of right now, I just believe that WWE should uh, have more managers. Managers as in, like, the Paul Heyman role? Yeah, but more so like a... Not a manager like Kurt Angle. I mean, not a general manager. manager, Like, actually being... In, in like, the under, like a wrestler being under the tutelage or something. Yeah, I understand. That, that type it's of It's definitely manager. a lost art. Yeah. And there's, I think, um, you know, we were talking earlier um, before we started recording mm-hmm. about um, the era of CM Punk. And when mm-hmm. he, um, when he got with Heyman, and in between Heyman going back before, back and forth with Lesnar, I felt there was more than one week where I watched a two to three hour episode of Raw and I watched it for a ten minute segment with Paul Heyman. I tuned in for more than one yeah, hour yeah. only to see Paul Heyman come yeah. out and talk. Yeah. I mean there's no without a doubt, um Heyman is very, very great on the mic. That's without a shadow of a doubt. He puts over anybody that's under his tutelage. I mean, with the exception of uh What's his name? With the exception of Cesaro and the exception exception of um, Curtis Axel. And what about Ryback? Oh, horrible. I almost yeah, like, yeah, I forgot too. I just caught some old match a couple weeks yeah, ago. I was yeah, like, Ryback yeah, yeah. was with Heyman. Yeah, and that's just, that's just horrible. Yeah, that was... That's horrible. Stuff I'd like to forget. I wish yeah. they did better with him with Cesaro. Yeah, me too. And Curtis Axel, but Cesaro, I mean, he is... If, and, and, and can you I, name someone that needs a, deserves the world title? Oh more? yeah, yo, and I'm glad I'm glad you I'm glad you brought him up. I'm glad you brought him up. He'll be another one as being one of my favorites as far as being underrated on that raw roster. I mean, nothing against Sheamus to Sheamus, nothing against the whole the bar tag team, but Cesaro is definitely one of those guys where okay. How come I ain't get a title shot yet? And there's another question. There's another thing I wanted to mention too that some wrestling uh, uh, scholars probably overlooked. Um, you remember last year around this time, Cesaro and Sheamus had a best of seven to see who's going to be the next WWE, next contender for the WWE Championship, and it went from that to them. Becoming slowly but surely becoming a tag team, and WWE has a has a tendency to try to do certain shit like that that kind of get you off track. I never forgot that. So <laughs> hey, they, hey, hey. I I hate the and I mentioned this anytime I'm on the yeah. the, the podcast. I hate defend the WWE, but yeah. the play on words that they use here <laughs> is Mick Foley states the winner of the best of seven series will get a championship. Opportunity. At the time, the United States Championship, I believe, was still on Raw. So I guess the belief was supposed to be if you win, you'll have a chance at maybe it was Roman Reigns who was the U.S. champion at the time, or you'd have a chance against Kevin Owens for Universal. But there was a draw. So the winner of the draw, you guys, you know, 
it's over. We're gonna give you guys both an opportunity. You guys together as a tag. Um, and then it just it just did away with the whole thing. And to, and to this day, I'm like, <laughs> they make they, they they try to make people think think that they forgot about. I didn't forget. Well, you know, between I, between my best friend and myself, yeah. <laughs> Aaron and I were almost like championship whores yeah. when it comes to like yeah. facts and complaints. Yeah. And the biggest complaint I'll never forget being eight years old watching Raw and. Um, people getting stripped of a title or threatening to get stripped of a yeah. title because they haven't defended it in 30 days or yeah. it's getting close to that 30 yeah. day mark. Yeah. Well, I can, we can go on. We, we could record a whole nother episode complaining about, well, I don't know your thoughts on Brock Lesnar, but complaining about him who he's had the title for about 10 months. Oh, and we're not going to get into that. <laughs> so, I'm saying WWE is notorious for, um, Making rules and then forgetting rules. They forget a lot of stuff. Yeah, but when it comes to Lesnar, let's be honest. He said on camera, I do whatever I want. And literally, he does. They allow, he's literally getting paid to do what he, what he wants. It's a fact. Doing what he wants. Um, it's, it's fucked up. I mean, I, most people want him to be champion other than Roman. And is already saying that Roman might be champion or might be my fault, not champion. That he said to win the Royal Rumble again next year in the same building oh that God. he won it two years ago. I didn't hear that, but I'll tell you what, I wouldn't be surprised. It's because, as you already know, Royal Rumble's going to be in Philly next year. And. Roman's going to be there. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's like won the number, whatever. As bad as I don't want to admit it, they're probably going to make him win. If it was up to me, I'd give it to either Joe or Finn Balor, but it's not going to happen. I think both of those are solid options. Because um, you know WWE is known to do a little curveball, just like they did last, just like they did this year with is, Orton. If, with that too, which was surprising. When they did throw with the curveball, is having Roman Reigns being number thirty, yeah. which everybody was pissed off at. So. When it comes to Rumble, I get, I, I take that serious. Me too, because it's one of my favorite pay per views. So it is my favorite pay per view because it always kind of comes. It's within the week of my birthday. Okay. So um, this past Rumble, it was on the 29th. You know, we watched it. We go to a bar. It strikes midnight. It's my birthday. We stayed yeah. at the bar, closed it out. Um, I love the Royal Rumble. I was there in 2015 when Reigns lost. Or, I'm sorry, when he won. Um, <laughs> the atmosphere was insane. Now, Reigns has been kind of... Now, I'm going to almost contradict myself here because they did let Del Rio and Sheamus win. Mm-hmm. But it seems like over the years, they keep giving it to the same... Per- like, mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to pick on no one specifically, but... You know, Triple H, they like to say, you know, he has his boys. Like, Batista won the Rumble. That's his boys. And, and he, he won it as a part-timer. Cena won it, and he wasn't full-blown part-timer, but, like, he's won it, and he did not need that rub. Mm-hmm. Triple H, and I didn't hate the moment, but it's one of those things. He didn't need to win that exactly, rumble. Exactly, he didn't. Um, and then Orton, he didn't need to win the rumble, but, you know, he, you left him in there. You left him in there with, with Reigns. Obviously, Reigns didn't need to win it. So, so. folks would rather it, had, rather it be Orton than Reigns, obviously. Exactly. Because if you notice, when Orton won the Rumble, it wasn't booze. 
He did get a pop. He did pop. And he does have his fans. He does have people that hate him. Exactly. But just imagine if it was Reigns, it would have been all booze the whole night. At least for Orton, it was like, it was moderate. So, I love the, the thought of Finn Balor winning. I think I almost love it more, the idea of Samoa Joe winning, because I can't think of necessarily, well, I guess Triple H, somebody that was supposed to be a heel actually winning. Um, I'm such a dark horse, and I just kind of, even more and more who I want to win, or win anything. I want him to win a match. I want him to win a championship. I want him, I really want him to win matches. He doesn't win a lot of matches. I would love Sami Zayn to win it. Nobody would ever see that coming. And, I mean, he deserves to be up there. I, um, you know, I'm going backtracking to a year prior. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think if I look down and I come up with, like, my five favorite matches of all time, that Nakamura, Sami Zayn, Sami Zayn's uh, fare, farewell song in NXT, that was hmm. one of the greatest wrestling matches I've ever seen. So I got to check that out. I don't think I've seen that one. That was um, TakeOver, TakeOver Dallas. I, be- I believe it was Dallas. Was it twenty fifteen or sixteen? I believe it was sixteen because he had that match. It was his last match on NXT, and then he was in the um, Intercontinental Ladder match the next day, where Zack Ryder won. I believe that was how that that transpired. Yeah, that was twenty sixteen. I was supposed to say it had been last year. Yeah, yeah. sixteen. That that was the match. That was it was also Shinsuke's first match in WWE. This is very first match. I thought Shinsuke came on the scene this year. Uh, no, no. Well, he came to the main roster. Okay, he, he came to the main roster this yeah. year after like the week after WrestleMania. Yeah. No. So you know, I'm not gonna hold you up too much longer. But to our, uh, you know, our following listeners, anyone that wants to get a little more familiar with you, is there any um, social media outlets they can get in touch with you? Yeah. Um. Facebook, Antonio Bush. Uh. Instagram. Tom, at Tom Bush they fly. I don't have a Snapchat. I don't have a Twitter. So you can reach me. Those things will get you in trouble. So I hear. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. <laughs> but fa- definitely Facebook and Instagram are the two um, uh, social media sites that you that I can be reached at. So um, yeah, that's how that goes. Well, Antonio, I appreciate you coming over and um, doing an episode of Unsanctioned with us. Hopefully, this is something. Later down the line, we get you on for another episode. We can recap, see if anything changed, mm-hmm. see uh, your current thoughts on what's going on. Okay, definitely. Glad for you to have me. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist of Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my balls. Shut the Vince McMahon, it ain't shake the land off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.